0: in heaven at the baptism of Jesus in the Jordan River you proclaimed him your beloved son and appointed him with anointed him with the Holy Spirit make all who are baptized in his name faithful in their calling as your children and inheritors with him of everlasting life through the same Jesus Christ our Lord who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit one God now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament reading for this, the first Sunday after the Epiphany, on which we also commemorate and mark the baptism of our Lord, is from the prophet Isaiah, the 42nd chapter. Behold my servant, whom I uphold, and the coastlands wait for his law. Thus says God, the Lord, who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spread out the earth and what comes from it, who gives breath to the people on it and spirit to those who walk in it. I am the Lord. I have called you in righteousness. I will take you by the hand and keep you. I will give you as a covenant for the people, a light for the nations, to open the eyes that are blind to bring out the prisoners from the dungeon, from the prison, those who sit in darkness. I am the Lord. That is my name. My glory I will give to no other, nor my praise to carved idols. Behold, the former things have come to pass, and new things I now declare. Before they spring forth, I tell you of them. O Lord, have mercy on us. The epistle reading from St. Paul's letter to the Romans, the sixth chapter. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we, who died to sin, still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? So, you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus.
1: O oh Lord, have mercy on us. Be to God.
0: stand in respect of Christ of whom the Holy Gospel is read. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the third chapter. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to John to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptized by you and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now. O Lord, have mercy upon us.
1: Thanks, Thanks to God. Whatever, O oh Lord,
2: To you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Our text from the Holy Gospel, the account of the baptism of our Lord from Matthew chapter 3, these words And when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water. And behold, the heavens were open to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove upon him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, in whom i am well pleased this is our text dear friends in christ wonderful words those two words well pleased years ago as a father of children who were then still at home i knew how important it was for our children to know that i as their father was well pleased with them and as a grandfather i now know how important it is that my grandchildren know that their grandpa is pleased with them. A father's or a grandfather's displeasure isn't what children want. The difference, though, between father not being well pleased and grandpa not being well pleased is significant. If father is not well pleased, it's what you get that hurts. If grandpa is not well pleased, it's the jelly beans that you don't get that hurts. And that's one of the reasons why grandparenting is so much easier than parenting and why most grandparents here go around with smiles on their face when they think of their children who now are parents. Affirmations for our children, that sense of being well-pleased, their parents being well-pleased with them, the affirmations of people that we know, people that we love, people that we care for, and people that we respect, that's important for children, and not simply for children, but it's really important for us all ask the husband who never hears a word of appreciation from his wife if affirmations are ever important ask the wife who never hears a word of appreciation from her husband ask the employee who never hears well done from his employer ask the daughter or the son who never hears it from a dad or mom affirmations that sense of someone we respect and love being well pleased with us affirmations are important ask the famous Hungarian-born pianist, Andor Foldes, what a certain affirmation meant to him, a kiss on the forehead from an older renowned pianist named Emil von Sauer, who was the last surviving piano student of the great pianist Franz Liszt. You see, young Foldes was invited to perform for von Sauer, and so he obliged the master with some of the most difficult works of Bach and Beethoven and Schumann, and when he finished von Sauer walked over to the young man and he said well done son and he kissed him on the forehead and then he said when I was your age I became the student of Franz Liszt and he kissed me on the forehead after my first lesson and he said to me son take good care of that kiss because it comes from Beethoven who long ago gave that kiss to me and I've waited for years to pass it on and now I have Some affirmations, like that one, are unique. They're sort of one of a kind. They're only passed on once. And then there's that even more exceptional affirmation that we hear about in today's text, that affirmation of God the Father that can only be passed on not only once, but can only be passed on, namely, to only one, to his only begotten Son. That divine affirmation, that we think about today as we think of god the father giving that affirmation to his only begotten son and that's what's happening in our text for today saint matthew tells us of that important affirmation that god the father gives his only begotten son not that his son needed it but that the world needs to know who his son is his son who here at the River Jordan in our text for today is about to embark upon that specific task that his father had given him to perform. That mission that John the Baptist in his typically forthright fashion had spoken of so clearly when seeing Jesus at River's edge pointed to him and said behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of all of the world. You see, everything that the ancient prophets had once foretold and had longed for, all that the first Christmas had once delivered to Mary and to Joseph and to the shepherds that were out in the field, all that the first Epiphany star had led those wise men to first see, all that old Simeon had in the temple held in his arms As he held the Christ child there, saying, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word, for mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all the people. All of that, all of that, now, 30 years later, is standing at the river's edge, ready to engage the task that neither mortal nor angel could do for him. A task unimaginably greater than so many of the mythological tasks that have been assigned to to mythological characters and mythological gods like the task that was assigned to atlas who for leading a rebellion against the the greek god zeus had to hold up the the world on his shoulders a task unimaginably greater than that ridiculous task that had been Conceived in the minds of men because the task that Jesus had was one which would not have been conceived in the minds of men. The task being laid upon him was the task of bearing not simply the world and holding it together, but the task of bearing the world's sins. Your sins, my sins, the sins of all of mankind, not only carrying them. But paying for them and the hell that they deserved, paying for them in full, that's the task that was before Jesus as he stood there today at River's Edge. Being the bearer whose worth had to be far more than all of the sins that he was paying for. That's the task that lay before our Lord as he stands at River's Edge the unenviable task that no other man could ever perform, that horribly lonely task that only Jesus could accomplish in the history of all of the world. There never has been anyone else, there never will be anyone else who could accomplish that task in paying for the sins of the world. You see, the sin bearer the sin-bearer had to be much more than simply a flesh-wearer. He had to be more than man. That's what epiphany is about, is manifesting onto us the deity of Christ. He had to be more than simply man to die for us. He also had to be God. God so that the sacrifice that he would make for the sins of all the world would be sufficient to pay for the sins of all time. Luther puts it this way. He says, What good would the suffering and the death of the Lord Christ be for me if he was merely a man such as you and I are? Then he would have not been able to overcome the devil, death, and sin. Like us, he would have been far too weak for them and could not have helped us. Therefore, Luther says, we must have a Savior who is true God and a Lord over sin the devil, death, and hell. Yet, he must indeed also, in addition to being true God, he must indeed be true man. And so, when once asked what he would say to the person who said to him, Here's a God who is not and who never was a man, what would you say, Luther? If someone came to you and said, Here, I have a God for you who is a God but was never man, Luther said that he would respond by saying, Mir aber des Gottes I want no such God. I want no such God. Because to have a God like that would be to have a terribly poor Christ, Luther said. No, he must be both God and man. Perfect God. Perfect man. Even as the ancient creed that. Luther and we confess together he must be God in human flesh subsisting. And here at the River Jordan on this day that we celebrate today here at River's Edge stands that very one that only one who is both God and man now ready to embark upon that holy office that singular office that only he is the singular savior of all the world could possibly accomplish here luther says jesus of nazareth christ god in flesh here luther says he was being ordained into his ministry by his heavenly father here he says he was anointed as the teacher and the king of all christendom here luther says he was receiving a genuine doctor's cap and A royal crown namely the Holy Spirit and here he was being installed as the eternal king and the eternal high priest with these words that God the Father spoke from heaven and here scripture tells us as we hear in today's text that the heavens as Jesus came up out of the water the heavens opened wide and then as angels in heaven stood in solemn rank and they watched in awe this sacred spectacle unfold here god the holy spirit descends from heaven as a dove and lands upon jesus and god the father declares in a voice that all of heaven and all of hell can hear this is my beloved son in whom i am well pleased well pleased to be sure well pleased because in all the history of all the world ever since Adam's fall into sin none had been born none had been found to stand on his own blameless and perfect before the Lord from the birth of Adam's first son Cain to the birth of Adam's last son that has been born to some Father, mother, today even now as I speak from the birth of the first of Adam's sons to the last of them there has not been a son or a daughter found including each of us who can stand on his own sinless before the Lord. But here on this day at the river Jordan so long ago God is well pleased because here in this man A man truly born of the Virgin Mary here in Jesus Christ is humanity perfected and here is God fleshed out here in Jesus Christ is God and man inseparably one here is the one scripture says who has been tempted in every way that we are yet without sinning The one, it says, who is holy, who is innocent, who is sinless and undefiled, who therefore is exalted above all of the heavens. No wonder God the Father is well pleased. God the Father is well pleased because his Son, also of his own free will, took that task that was being assigned to him. And without any parental coercion at all, without any force on the part of God the Father, the Son stands ready, willing, eager to execute the plan of salvation that was determined in the Council of the Holy Trinity even before the foundation of all the world. He stands here at River's Edge, ready now to bear in his own body the sin of the whole world with which God is not at all well pleased remember what the lord jesus told john the baptist when john was so reluctant to do that which he had been called to do what did jesus say jesus said permit it baptize me permit it for in this way it's fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness jesus said to john you see through his baptism then jesus is setting out and that course to make us righteous by his atoning work upon the cross and this was the beginning of this public ministry that he had been assigned for scripture says God made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that in him we might become what the righteousness of God and this is the task of righteousness this atoning work of Christ upon which he now embarks to fulfill all righteousness Jesus at his baptism formally and publicly publicly now is inaugurated into this divine office as priest and sacrifice for the sins of the world to make us all righteous through that sacrifice upon the cross and then through our baptism into his death he formally and he publicly makes us righteous for in our baptism his righteousness becomes ours even as upon the cross our sins were made his. As Henry Williams Baker put it over a hundred years ago in song, and we've sung it often, within the Jordan sacred flood the heavenly Lamb in meekness stood, that he of whom no sin was known might cleanse his people of their own. So you see, through water and through his word and the Spirit descending with it, God the Father long ago affirmed his relationship to his only begotten Son and set him on his course of his saving work among us. And so also, through water and his word and his Spirit who descends with it even yet today, God has linked you through baptism to his Son, and through his Son God has made you his own and claimed you as his own and affirms you as his own and sets you on a course with his son in life who leads us from this life finally unto life eternal ask our brother Dennis Hines who sat faithfully here Sunday after Sunday and only last Monday after throwing a bowling ball and it was a strike he walked away from it And only 25 feet from it collapsed to suddenly find himself in heaven ask him if being baptismally connected and affirmed by Christ makes a difference and he'd say to you today you bet it does ask our brother in Christ Gilbert Buchholz who joined Dennis in heaven last Tuesday morning if being baptismally connected to Christ and affirmed by Christ makes a difference and he too would say today you bet it does it makes all the difference in and out of this world what a blessing it is for all of us even as it was for Dennis and for Gilbert for Martin Luther for all of those who came before him for John the Baptist to know that we too We, too, have stood at the river's edge with the Son of God. What a difference and what a blessing it is for you to know that God placed his own kiss, as it were, upon your forehead years ago, even for some of you decades ago, when your first pastor made that sign of the Holy Cross upon your forehead, as though it were God placing his kiss of ownership upon you Marking you as his very own. We've been in the water with Christ. We've passed through the water with him. And because we have, we can, as Luther did, in the face of every trial, every temptation, in the face even of death itself, defy everything in this world that would put us down and say what Luther said over and over again, Ich bin getauft. I am baptized and it said that he even carved it into his wooden desk in Latin "Baptizatus sum I am baptized it's not now nor has it ever been what I have done it's not now nor has it ever been or will it ever be what you do it's what Christ has done for us Christ into whose righteous works, into whose atoning death, into whose everlasting life you have been baptized. Christ into whom I've been baptized and through whom I am God's own child, and I can gladly say it. God's own child, I gladly say it. It's an old 17th century hymn, but it's new to us in our new hymnal and how grateful I am that it'll be a part of my life the years yet to come that that hymn will be a part of my children's life and their days yet to come why because it better than any other baptismal hymn plugs us so well into Luther's devil and death defying statement baptizatos sum I am baptized listen to the words God's own child, I gladly say it, I am baptized into Christ. He, because I could not pay it, gave my full redemption price. Do I need Earth's treasures many? I have one worth more than any. That brought me salvation free, lasting to eternity. Satan, hear this proclamation, I am baptized into Christ. Drop your ugly accusation, I am not so soon enticed now that to the font I've traveled all your might has come unraveled and against your tyranny God my Lord unites with me and death you cannot end my gladness I am baptized into Christ when I die I leave all sadness to inherit paradise though I lie in dust and ashes faith's assurance Brightly flashes, baptism has the strength divine to make life immortal mine. Inscribe it in your heart, soon. I am baptized. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Please stand and sing it with me. God's old child, I gladly say it.
3: Oh! Uh-huh.
0: Jordan River through the witness of the Holy Spirit and by the very testimony of your own voice you announced your beloved son Christ Jesus to be the well-pleasing sacrifice who would take upon himself the sins of all the world cause this testimony to sound yet today as your people moved by the Holy Spirit in voice and in life confess to the world the eternal salvation given freely by grace through faith in Christ's work Lord in your mercy our prayer. God most gracious, in his baptism you demonstrated Christ Jesus to be in solidarity with sinful man. As he was baptized into our sin and death, you have called us to be baptized into his life and salvation. Regenerated in baptismal water, teach us daily to put away the deeds of the sinful flesh that we may not continue to walk in them, but by the Holy Spirit enable us rather to walk in the newness of life and so conduct ourselves as well-pleasing to you, our Father in heaven. Lord, in your mercy, hear hear our prayer. prayer. Almighty God, look in mercy on all those whom you have established to rule in the nations of the world. Grant wisdom to and establish justice by our president and governor, our congress and courts. Still the storms of passion and strife. That lead nations into conflict, especially today do we pray that you would calm the rioting that has taken place in Kenya. Be with your people there, and though damage be done to church buildings and the bodily temples of your people, rather of the Holy Spirit, grant them strength of faith to recall your promise of constant presence with them. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Gentle Lord, encourage those who are discouraged by loneliness and unemployment, fatigue, or illness. We pray for your servant Slim Paul and the mother of member Susan Larkin as these recover from surgery. Bless Hugh Ryan who prepares for it. Be with Fred Hine and Allie Becker as they undergo treatment. And strengthen Walt Hott, the father of Elaine Lung who has been hospitalized. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Father of tender mercy... Precious in your sight is the death of your dear saints. Uphold with your loving hand those who mourn the loss of loved ones. Be with Ellie, Chris, and Jennifer Heinz, and other family members and friends as they mourn with us the death of your servant, Dennis Heinz. Comfort also Louise Parsons and other grieving friends and family of our brother in Christ, Gilbert Buchholz, whom you also called home to heaven this past week. Comfort also Joe Phillips, who marks this week the first anniversary of the death of his dear wife, Iris. In our times of mourning, remind us of and so encourage us with the promise that all of us who have been united with Christ by baptism into his death are certainly also united with him in his resurrected life. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord God, our Heavenly Father, Moved by your mercy and love, you have knit us into the communion of all your saints here below and those above who have been washed in baptism, taught your word, and fed with Christ's precious body and blood who now rest from their labors and rejoice in your presence. Preserve us, each one of us, in the faith until at last you deliver us too unto the joys of our heavenly inheritance. Lord, hear our prayer for the sake of Christ Jesus, your well-pleasing and beloved Son, who taught your people to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. We pray. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, you have safely brought us to the beginning of this day. Let us bless the lord Thanks be to god. the grace of our lord jesus christ and the love of god and the communion of the holy spirit be and
1: abide with you all